Okay, and we're we're recording. All right, hi there, friends. Tonight, this is Super Egg and Bros Extra Credits Edition. Extra <laughs> Credits Edition. I'm Captain Dirk. And I'm Stev. And again, Super Egg and Bros Extra Credits Edition. Come peep it. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. No. Okay. <laughs> welcome, welcome. It is that time again, that time of the week for us to be able to have these discussions in a way that it's it's adults talking. It is uh, it, it, no Fortnite tonight. Fortnite is no canceled Fortnite. because Sunday nights are with the boys. The boys in the bar. With the boys. In the boys in the bar. And Stev and I uh, have been Warhammer 40k fans. Like, you've been a fan for years in comparison to, to I have, though. But Oh, yeah. And it's going to be in reference to something we're going to be talking about uh, for this week, actually. But before we get into the main topic, though, like, what's been going on for you in your painting? Well... So recently on the Imperium of Man Facebook page, well, not recently, but you kind of get the idea. Yeah, there's a guy that's well, not the Imperium of Man. It's the Age of Sigmar group on Facebook. Honestly, if you want to if you want to get some good ideas about how to paint up armies or to have like fun little discussions, just go ahead and join them. They're they're a hell of a lot of fun to hang out with. But there is a gentleman. I'm not going to use his name because I did not get his permission to use his name but i will say this there is a specific faction that i am playing that he is painting up and he was super cool enough to show off how he's getting these mixtures it is a night elf skin tone that he has finally figured out how to use and i'm i've i've been using it and it it's it's starting to turn out pretty well like i don't know if you're going to be able to see it but it's probably going to be way too blurry or something like that yeah it's way too blurry but yeah as you can see it's pretty you mm -hmm. know close to what a what a night elf would look like and it's i think he said 70 percent of so most of this is going to be contrast paints we talked about contrast paints before it's it's basically a i wouldn't call it a base but it it's it's ah it's just an easier way for you to paint it's an easier way for you to uh not only just get color onto onto parts but it also shades it as well it makes it look like you know you put re like there's recesses in it like if there's like armor going on right here it's gonna pull to different little parts of the armor to make it look like you know it, it's it's popping out it makes the details pop out so on figures that are that aren't wearing armor they have skin exposed it'll show off the show off the shoulders it'll show off the triceps biceps uh if they have abs going on it'll show off the abs if they have any like weird little skin marks going on there it'll show off the skin marks and then right from there you can either say you know what good enough for me it look good it, it looks good i'm gonna go for it or you can just keep on painting onto it 
layering it on, putting highlights, uh, adding extra details, like like check marks for uh, kill counts or something like that. But I've been using it mainly so that way I can easily get a thousand points of whatever army that I want, just on the field, looking pretty, and it's uh, an entirely presentable thing. And now that I'm doing it right now, and now that I'm doing it on stream, basically, I have no excuse to have an unpainted army now. So Daughters of Cain, they're going to be my first real painted army. And his, yeah, and, and the way that he's doing it is is remarkable. I'm going to be doing my own little color schemes along with it, going off the Night Elf Heritage Armor. I don't know if any of you play World of Warcraft, but the Night Elf Her- Heritage Armor basically makes you look like you're buck-ass naked, but with armor pierces and feathers. But I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I recently picked up some fancy-looking bases, so that way I don't have to base out stuff, and it just looks... A lot better than just your plain old text uh plain old textureless bases gives it a little bit more character gives them a little bit more life and it's honestly i like the way that they're turning out it's a little too dark for my tasting but hey that's why we just keep it going and see if we can add some more stuff onto it definitely but definitely but yeah that's that's and fuck i even have my uh sisters of battle going the same way i'm halfway done with 2000 points so uh it's, it's it, if if you if if you if i have just told you about contrast paints which means that there is no excuse for you a person who probably owns a 40k army or an age of sigmar army or hell any other army out there to have unpainted armies go forth and paint be cool <laughs> worry about conversions later speaking about painting and converting so i i have been slowly at work here with uh, the factions that i've gotten uh but i picked up a, a very special tool that is the paint stick and you've probably seen it at uh no the paint stick oh oh for priming yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. thing has been an absolute godsend uh, worth the 20 bucks. I just, I stick my models on the, um, on the platform, take it outside, spray it good to go. And then I can, I can paint the models from there. What I'm going to be doing with my blood angels is, uh, using a, uh, an, an army painter brand, uh, pure red, uh, prime. Mm-hmm. And then I've also got the bottles of, uh, their pure red, uh, color. So what I'll do is I'll coat it first and then work on the details and then if i fuck up on the details i can easily fix it with the uh, the bottle of paint so mm-hmm. and and it's not going to be like the, the best work that you'll see from using that kind of technique but still i mean there's a lot there'll, there'll be more that i'll do as well like having uh, a wash of like three or four drops of water and and black uh drop into that so that way it's able to have a more dirty up kind of feel to it but if I knew, if I knew that uh, getting a Blood Angels faction was going to be way less expensive than orcs, I probably would have just started with that uh, because orcs are pretty expensive to get into because it's supposed to function as like a, a gigantic horde uh, mm-hmm. going going against the whatever army they're they're after. But um, either way, though, it, it's like the I think the orcs are fucking cool anyway. So I still would have wanted at least. Uh, to do an orc faction and one space marine faction, and yeah, blood angels are just what I went with. So, 
that's that's really much of what I have here so far. But I am slowly working on getting the the orc boys ready for the table. And even when they're ready on the table, I'll still be touching them here and there for like that, like parts of the weapons or the clothing. It's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, you, you, you just have to keep it going. And when you finally get to it, it feels really fucking good. It does. Yeah. I mean, I've got a, I got a few already that are ready to go and I like the way they look so far. I like the color scheme I picked. Mm-hmm. But with all that out of the way, though, we saw a video. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Mm, it uh, <laughs> you want to pull it up? Oh, God, do I have to? Mm-hmm. All right. So a little bit of a little bit of background on this. So Extra Credit used to be a fairly popular YouTube channel, mainly because it always did history stuff. It gave it an it, it it gave history in such a way where it would be informative and it would also be fairly uh, I don't know how to say it short. It gave you a more digestible way to understand history, and then from there, in my opinion, you would jump off to other history channels that would go further into depth of what you want to know about specific points in, uh, specific points in history. Uh, these are the same people that taught me about uh, Carolus Rex, uh, the the Swedish king that basically 5v1 to Europe. And it, 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 they, they, they honestly gave me a lot of other stuff to like really look into. I like the history side of their channel. Their history side of their channel. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. The history side of their channel. Recently... They have been putting out videos talking about video game design or stuff or anything like that. Now, a few of them were pretty all right. There were they talked in defense of Warhammer and the reason why Games Workshop is giving out their IP in pieces instead of just saying, "Okay, you go ahead and do 40k all of it. You go ahead and do 40k all of it. You go ahead and do fantasy all of it." Yada yada yada. You get the idea. Instead, what they do is that they give out certain factions for that developer to work with. So you take the Blood Angels, you take the Orcs, you take these other stuff, and you go forth, make a video game. Space Marine, THQ, you have Ultramarines, and you also have Chaos Marines, and you also have Orcs. Go forth. Uh, And they give it to basically anyone that is able to make a game. Not, they don't give them the full rights to make their game i mean to to make a 40k game out of the blue but they do give them the ability to put factions into the a video game format and just go for it biggest example that you need to know about would be dawn of war Mm -hmm. relic got dawn of war and the blood angels and look how popular the blood uh blood angels blood ravens and look how popular they are right now they're popular the bloody magpies meme is fucking huge (laughs) and it's it's some of their stuff is pretty good the other stuff is terrible you may remember when internet historian came out of the woodwork to put out a certain comment that says as he is drilling babies in a blender in the sims 4 or the Sims, whatever. He's, he looks over at the video and says, 
playing as the bad guys makes me an evil person? That's impossible. And that entire thing is you shouldn't be allowed to play as Nazis in a historical game. Right. Because it incentivizes gamers to be Nazis, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I don't even understand it. Uh, they gave these really weird, nonsensical reasons why it works. It's, a lo- it's, it's like Vice saying, oh, you like the German army? You must be a hardcore Nazi racist. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry that the Tigers are super cool. <laughs> I'm not arguing. <laughs> I'm not arguing about German's, uh, German engineering superiority. I'm just stating the fucking obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, they make good tanks. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but recently, they have come under fire about a specific video that, it, that, that they have decided that they uh, wanted to put out. This video is called Evil Races Are Bad Game Design, Bioessentialism, and World Building. By extra credits, mm. as you can see here. Look at that like to like dislike ratio. <laughs> yeah, if it was if it, if this was old YouTube, they would have gone to the dark side. Like that would have been fully red. There's the hilt, and look at that. It's okay to have evil evil orcs, and I'm pretend and I'm tired of pretending it's not. You're sitting down, make it's just. You remember, these people are now no longer known for their really cool history videos. Like, oh, look at that again. Oh, look at that. Look, a history video on a channel that used to be nothing but history. I'm going to open this up and show you what I'm actually talking about before I go into this. There is a spe- to quiet down now. There is a specific reason why people really wanted to, you know, why these people were fairly popular back in the day. You have like the fucking gangs of Kyoto. Like I want to know more about these guys. You you have the Harlem Harlem Resist uh, Renaissance. You have the Harlem Hellfighters, Syphilis, fucking uh, the Diamond Necklace of Marie Antoinette, and it's just like their history videos are fucking remarkable. But then they release stuff like this, and I'm just gonna play about a minute of it, and you'll start understanding why. If you paid attention to the game's discourse on the internet during 2019 and 2020, you might have noticed a reoccurring argument about some species from fantasy media, specifically orcs. Now not to worry, this episode isn't going to be just another member of the chorus talking about how if all orcs in the game are blindly evil, that it's racist. Instead, we want to discuss how that particular choice is simply bad game design. Now remember, they immediately open up instead of saying it's I'm not I'm not saying that having evil orcs means racism. What I am saying is that putting evil orcs in your game equals bad. Mm-hmm. Bad game design. Like Warcraft, Dawn of War, any D&D game that has come up in God knows how long. Am I missing anything? Uh, no, I don't think so yet. No, because okay, we're we're just gonna keep going here. Thanks so much, Yeah, blah 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 blah. By the way, there is an echo coming on here. Oh, there is an echo. Yeah. Okay. I uh, really hope that it's not my fucking webcam trying to turn back on. Uh, try, trying to turn its microphone back on. 
Works points out that characterizing a whole species in your game as ugly, warlike, and malevolent might be harmful to real-world groups regularly mischaracterized as ugly, warlike, and malevolent. However, this video isn't that, so if you want more on that discussion, Mendez breaks it down wonderfully over on his website, and we'll have a link to that in the description. Oh, but God. We're going to talk about something related. Why characterizing a group like this in your game can be lazy at best, and at worst, actively harmful to the world you're creating. When designing a game's world and populating it with fictional species, a designer might be tempted to differentiate them from one another by certain inalienable qualities, like their moral alignment, violent versus peaceful, law versus chaos, good versus evil, and the like. It's a common trope in speculative fiction, but especially in the context of a game, painting an entire species with the same moral brush actually weakens the entire thing. Oh, oh, that's a weird thing to fucking put on, <laughs> the fucking pause on. My bad. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's. I don't, I don't. Every single time that I like hear that fucking thing, it irritates me. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think that there is any game that just immediately says, "and this orc is an evil," or like this goblin is an evil. They always give a reason as to why they're evil. And he just, I, 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 I don't like it when people skip over that sort of stuff because in, in RPGs, there's a reason for these things and they always have in lore explanations. So I'm just going to keep going. It, it just something that fucking pissed me off. Yeah. This idea that a certain subgroup like race, nationality, or sex has inalienable traits is called biological essentialism or simply bioessentialism. And it's a valid way to talk about qualities like how many legs an animal has, or whether it can fly. But all too often, this concept gets misused in untrue statements, like pit bulls are a violent breed, men are more logical than women, or Asians are better at math. Now chances are, if a game is said in the real world, that the designers are avoiding these tropes because they aren't real, as multiple fields of societal and hard science can readily prove to you. But speculative fiction offers us an opportunity to reify or make real various things which don't exist or to exaggerate things which do. Now, bioessentialism is a tempting idea in fantasy for some of the same reasons as it is in the real world. Because to our human minds, broad generalizations are comforting. They reduce the world to simple cut and dry categories. All orcs bad, all elves good, root for these folks, not for these folks. But, but just, just like in the real world, bioessentialism bio can present problems in fiction as well, specifically a moral one. The, the idea that a sapient species can inherently tend toward good or evil acts, or lawful or chaotic ones, and that moral essentialism actually undercuts the greatest strength games can bring to storytelling, the player's own power to make meaningful, interesting choices and judgments for their characters, including moral ones. So, so if a game's, game's creative choices apply a moral valuation to every member of an entire species before the players even meet them, well now that's just taking that power away from the players. And in turn, if a group of orcs, for instance, doesn't even have a choice about their actions, are they actually evil? Because look, if a person, say, destroys a house, we call that evil because they chose to do so. But if a tornado destroys a house, well, I mean, is wind evil? No. Therefore, if a game's world-building chooses to program every member of a species to destroy, aren't they more like the tornado? Now, if the player's characters are able to make moral choices, but an entire class of NPCs is inherently evil regardless of their choice, then the game is either telling the player that moral choices don't matter, or it's simply driving a wedge between the player's morality and the morality that applies to the rest of the world, blocking the player from further becoming a part of it. 
Uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm not okay with this. Uh, I'm not okay with this at all. <laughs> you you want to give your first thoughts about that? By the way, uh, Mad Scientist says they should add sexy, kind orcs in games. Oh. Well, you see... <laughs> You're mad scientists. Let me tell you about that. They did have that in Divinity Original Sin, where you you encounter uh, a man in the someone from the military or just someone from the village who falls in love with an orc that yeah, is from the fucking speakers. That's right, and he drew her a fucking life potion, and she is fucking bull. She is a stack woman with a giant fuck off mask. Yep, yep. So, so. By drugging an orc to make it fall in love with the character, uh, and and one of the, one of the conundrums literally turns into, okay, she's docile. Let's let's just leave it be. And the and the other the other one is literally just, uh, she has I, to go. I, yeah, it has to go. I don't care if it's a love potion or not, or if it's permanent or not. What the fuck happens if all of a sudden it gets dispelled? murder that mofo she's gonna be angrier when she wakes up yeah well so what extra credits is glossing over is that uh, there are gonna be some creatures that are gonna be just evil or things that are going to be attacking you regardless it's like in in nature they're gonna be creatures where hey if if i stay away from it i'm not gonna get get killed or mauled but If it goes after me, I'm going to have to figure out a way of either defending myself or running away from it fast enough. And I fucking hate the fact that they use slimes of all fucking creatures to say, oh, it's actually super evil. Yeah. I, I mean, well, and how, how smart do you think slimes are going to be in the first place? They are not very smart. Their entire their entire their entire existence revolves around absorbing more matter in order to grow. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what's around. If it's a child, if it's a brick, if it's a vegetable, it doesn't fucking matter. It's going to absorb it. So you have to get rid of the slimes or you get fucked in the end. It is the blob. And and I also hate the fact that they also did is is the wind evil. Like, I mean, it's blowing up a lot of shit. I, I mean, mean, farts like, are bad, but... Yeah, farts are bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. I, I, I don't... Uh, this, reading, this reasoning is bad so far. And, and he has not yet touched up on the Warhammer 40k comment yet, has he? He has not done yeah. it yet. He also, yeah, I think he's also going to try and uh, bring up World of Warcraft. I, I tried watching snippets of this video at work during break, and I, I just couldn't. I just started going like, oh, God, this is just going to make me angry the entire day. Yeah. Right, here we go. For instance, in Warhammer 40K. Okay. Oh, well, there we go. Okay. All right. I need to prepare myself mentally for this, so give me a hot minute. Have you seen this part yet? Yes, I have. Okay. And I got really pissed. I actually paused the video right here and sent it immediately to you. So, here we go. This inconsistency is central to the Imperium of Man's villainous creed. Individuals' human choices make them good or evil, whereas aliens are created evil. And of course, Games Workshop made that choice to facilitate a war game where lethal violence is the only option. But then folks also saw that in the 40k novels and RPGs, which required more interesting narrative complexities, Imperial heroes have to grapple with and recognize the logic of that creed based on their own experience. Okay, but now... So, uh... He just showed off something 
that pisses me off the hardcore. We're going to go back a little bit. Yeah. So War in the Museum and the Infinite and the Divine follow follow uh, Trazen, the, uh, Trazen the Infinite, otherwise Trazen the Dickhole, and Oberon, who is effectively attempting to cr- make the Necrons, which are basically these giant metal skeleton undead creature things, into effectively gods, while Trazen is attempting to turn the Necrons back into what they were. Where, yes, in their minds, they're doing they're doing good work. However, Trazen's goal is to gather enough, is, is to conquer the world, is to conquer every world that they come across, like, and then start working on a way to do reverse biotransference. Origin of the Necron's little, little recap is they got tricked into turning themselves into these robotic skeletons, and now many of them want to go back. Because, like, well, I I don't know if you know this, but being a robot with no real emotions kind of sucks, especially when literally 90% of your race was turned into mindless robots. Yeah. With no souls. Like, none of the Necrons have souls. So Trazen is attempting to gather up as many slaves and as many creatures as he can to reverse biotransference to take over their bodies so that way the Necrons can live in these new bodies. Well, and and so the um, the race that created the machines, um, yeah. they, uh, they, found, they found a gas entity floating around consuming shit. Mm-hmm. They took the gas and put it into the, the machines that... Uh, <laughs> that began to um, take over, essentially, um, and then they were going after um, the the uh, the old ones. Yeah. Like Which it was it's like the robots were, yeah. and the robots were like a means of being able to kill as much life as possible, so that way they can absorb the life force and infinitely just feed on that sort of stuff. Yeah. Long story short, shit goes sideways for everyone involved and modern day 40k these guys are back they want the, they want the kids off the fucking lawn these two people are not good people they are not good people by any stretch of the imagination they are fucking assholes this entire book has them commit genocide on a global scale yeah because one's trying to kill the other one yeah for the memes okay so I, I'm going to talk about the orcs here for a moment with, with regarding 40 K. So the orcs were, were created by the, uh, the ancient ones as a way of being able to fight back against the, the Necrons and the Eldar and well, just the Necrons, the Eldar okay. were the creations of the old ones. Yeah. Just the Necrons, but the, the old ones forgot to turn the off switch on the fucking orcs. And so the orcs start turning on the old ones. We ran out of things to fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We ran out of things to fight. We're talking about a, a race of creature that makes things happen and exist just because they collectively think about it. Like, they distort reality with their fucking brains despite how stupid they are. It is mob mentality. It, it is! 
it, it is entirely mob mentality. It's like, like, like their um, entire existence. Their entire existence is war. That's it. All they want to do is conquer and kill the shit out of everything. They're gonna they go around the world killing everything, and then once they've once they've reached the the other side, they're gonna turn back around and mow things over again. That's that's it. Like these yeah. are supposed to be pure fucking evil. There's a reason why the Space Marines have to purge as many orcs as possible. Especially considering uh, the orcs are the product of fucking fungus. So it's like it, you can kill all the you can kill all the orcs that you fucking see. But if any spores are still around, whoopsie boopsie, the mold grows back. <laughs> yeah, the mold grows back, and now there's a fucking child trying to shank you. Yeah. There's a child just screaming at you. They it's use like, goblins as cannon fodder. As <laughs> and ammunition. What do you expect from them? And it's just... It... This right here is the exact reason why all of a sudden the 40k fandom immediately came to YouTube and started looking at this. This came out on March, March the 31st, and almost a week later we already have 200,000 views. Almost all of those views are just making fun of extra credit. Yeah. And here's the thing when it comes down to Warhammer 40k lore nerds, and I use this in a good way. They know their shit. You talk about the Horus heresy, like at all, someone out there will crash through your window and say, all right, in order for you to understand about the Horus heresy, you got to learn about the Great Crusade. Okay, hang on. Before we go to the Great Crusade, we got to talk about the Unification Wars. All right, before the Unification Wars, we got to talk about the Dark Age of Technology. Shit, and it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. Hammer 40K lore is fucking massive you think that the lord of the rings mythology is big wait until you get into warhammer forty thousand. <laughs> oh yeah yeah it, it, and it's gonna take me a long time to learn everything that i that i would want to in the first place mm -hmm. um i mean it, even it, 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 well and even in getting into different uh factions it's like i, I look over the history of some of them and, and realize oh a thousand sons haven't actually won any battles Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. And meanwhile, it's like, oh, the Blood Angels. Oh, um, they they win hardcore, but they also have to uh, suffer by uh, watching visions of uh, Sanguinius dying over and over again. Oh, okay. They're passionate boys. I'll I'll play them. All right. Yeah, and uh, and in 40k it's like nobody is really the good guy in the grand scheme of things. Because let, 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 let me break it down to you like this. Imperium, autocratic fascist nation. Like, you may so I mean, like, you could say that it is a, it is slowly but surely turning into a meritocracy with Robo, uh, with Robote, uh, Robote Guleman. Mm -hmm. He is still, he is still in a sense, a despot. Like, he literally traded out the emperor who is trying to go for a non a, a non-theistic empire in the uh in the galaxy so that way he could starve the chaos gods of worship didn't really didn't really work chaos just murder the fuck out of your other people we don't really we actually physically do not care about you we only care about our great game between the four 
but orcs were gonna fight the ever-loving shit out of everything tau when they first came out everyone started looking at them and saying like are you sure that these are the good guys because it honestly sounds like these guys practice something weird big brother is watching you in the tau empire and if you have a wrong think about the ethereals they're gonna mind control you to kill your husband that is an actual thing that happens in some books mm -hmm. one of the ethereals literally causes through like pheromones or, or like some sort of psychic psychic feeling in their uh, like psychic feeling in their being to cause people to do uh, to cause any of the tau species to do whatever the hell that they want so if an ethereal just like all of a sudden looks at looks at his sword and says like all right you did really bad kill yourself the guy's just gonna say well i guess i have to kill myself <laughs> or hey your uh, your wife is leading rebellion you really want to kill her right now like they're using met they're using jedi mind tricks to make them go and do things mm -hmm. not only that but if you step out of line and you're a non-tau they literally go snip snip on you they chemically castrate you so that way your genes cannot infect the rest of the loyalist population kind of fucked up yeah tyranids literally just walking natural disasters that eat everything in their way and then move on to the next galaxy necrons kids get the fuck off my lawn eldar <laughs> if you're not an eldar we're gonna kill you dark eldar if you're not a dark eldar we're gonna kill you mm -hmm. or torture you horrifically but you get the idea in warhammer 40k there is no such thing as a good guy the imperium tried to be something of a good guy but unfortunately, their creed is you can live. Uh, you can live in our galaxy, but if you're not a human, you are now a slave. Yeah. And RPGs, which required more interesting narrative. Hey, get back over to hero fast. Kind of mm -hmm. Where you're engaging in violence because it's exciting and fun, not because of its moral dimensions. Where the meaningful choice is about tactics rather than ethics. Maybe the goal is to take moral calculus out of the problem. Sure, one solution might be saying all orcs are evil. Go ahead and shoot them. But in that situation, as soon as someone inadvertently feels some empathy, as people often do for anything seeming even vaguely alive, the easy answer becomes less easy. And if the goal of your game is to stop players from engaging in moral debates and just fight some bad guys, you kinda gotta say something more reliable than, oh, it's fine, they were all born this way. Fortunately, the real world made progress on this problem, because sometimes in this day and age, people actually bear visual signifiers which say, I'm evil, not because of where I was born, but because of the choices I've made, such as Nazi uniforms and clan hoods. Then in fiction, we have things like the Hydra logo, a clear visual signifier. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. Why, why are we showing the Jordan Peterson logo? I don't know. <laughs> you heard about that, right? I don't think so, actually. Go ahead. Yes. Tell me about so, it. Um, in, in the new, uh, new issue of Captain America, uh, the Red Skull is making... Well, the Red Skull is reaching people through YouTube videos, and it's referencing Jordan Peterson. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan's trying to have fun with it, though, by releasing posters and shirts that say, Hail Lobster. So, <laughs> Lobster's a deep joke about uh, um, about what he does. But anyways, yeah, go, go ahead, buddy. Right. The statement that a game is making with its backstory and symbols is that an enemy had a choice and they chose wrong. 
then that gets way less complicated for a game that's interested in uncomplicated violence. So whether a game does or doesn't want its players to overthink their character's moral choices, evil as a choice is just more effective than evil as a bioessential trait. But then, of course, if everyone wearing the evil team uniform happens to be an orc, or if every orc happens to have chosen team evil, the game wouldn't exactly be communicating that difference very well. A quick fix here would be to show some diversity in the evil team's hiring practices. For instance, with evil humans and elves as well as orcs. Or conversely, introduce orcs who have chosen good and neutral as well as evil. And a good example of a series getting better and better at this over time is Mass Effect. Because in the first game, Commander Shepard never meets a nice Batarian or a fun Geth. But then, spoiler alert, most of these evil species turn out to be as complex and interesting as the human ones as the trilogy progresses. Broad moral generalizations about species or culture not only doesn't make internal sense, but it also leads to less evocative, less rewarding worlds and games. But we can solve that problem by following our best creative instincts to diversify, deepen, and complicate the worlds we create and its denizens. This way, this way, players won't be incentivized to make, to make snap, snap judgments about, about our games, games orcs, or aliens, or, or undead based on moral absolutes or bot types. Instead, we'll all be driven to investigate, explore, and learn. Our players will invest themselves more in our games, and because they're human, ask the hard questions to push our design into even more enriching and unexpected places. Uh, okay, so so they're they're bringing up the idea that you should um, diversify the evil people in fantasy, which isn't don't don't they already do that? Yeah, they they do already do that. I mean, I I am pretty sure they're they're not talking about in the sense that how uh, World of Warcraft does it, although. The Pandaren can be either Alliance or Horde. Either way, though, it's it's a very simple. I don't know. I, I don't know the best way to put this. It feels extremely naive. It's like there are there are supposed to be. Okay, in role playing games, you are supposed to have things that are going to give you XP, unless the game is giving you methods of acquiring your goals without having the use of combat. I know that what uh what was the game? Dishonored tries to yeah. make it so that if if you kill more people then you'll notice that the, the entire city gets infested with rats and disease, but if you try to be passive then like you you uh you have a much better ending. The the state is in a cleaner um place. Like that, I, I think is is a fine way of of giving morality choices, but um, otherwise, like you're you're supposed to be able to get XP somehow. So I'm not sure, like I'm not sure how well, they that, feel about games like Final Fantasy, where it's like in Final Fantasy, well, in, in any of them, really, like you you go out in the middle of nowhere and you're going to be encountering. Uh, fights all the fucking time with with a uh, a range of character you know sorry and a range of enemies, but those enemies are going to be repeating themselves too. Mm-hmm. Well, the 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 uh, big thing that I'm thinking of whenever it comes down to this is that in a lot of RPGs, they're evil not only by choice but by what creates them. For instance, the orcs in Lord of the Rings, they're evil because they were created by an evil person who was also born evil. He right. was made by an evil person. 
and uh, fucking uh, again, I'm going back to war uh, to Warhammer again. The evil, evil demons were born evil because they were created by an evil entity. Ah, uh, fuck. Divinity Original Sin 2 has another thing like that where the Void Woken are evil because they were created by an evil person who was also evil. And if we want to go into the mainstream, orcs are evil because they are worshipping an evil deity who only wants blood, carnage, and slaughter. Someone a long time ago tried to argue with me about how D D like the like how D D races were supposed to work. And talking to a guy who has played Pathfinder ever since he first came first came to Iowa. Yeah. And every single time that I read these orcs, like they are obviously the bad guys. Sure, you might like nature versus nurture all over again. That's that's basically what he's trying to argue. He's trying to argue for the nurture side of things. But in Pathfinder and D&D, yeah, that, 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 I mean, like, sure, yeah, they might be born, they might be born into this world not knowing what, what good and evil is, but in the end, they, because of their culture, and because of the, because of the god that they worship, because of the, uh, because of their religious thing going on, they kill for killing's sake, because their god tells them to do that. Shit, D&D, one of the big things that they have for the orc clans is that the biggest chieftain, the one that has won the most fights, is usually the one that is, uh, what's it called, leading the clan at all times. Yeah, and but it's just like, and, and, yeah. and like if anyone tries to usurp his chieftain throne, he kills them, and then they just keep going. They keep doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. The Drow, perfect, another perfect example. They're evil. Because they want to be evil. Their entire premise is backstabbing, manipulating, coercion, all of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, somebody tried to argue with me. Well, Dr- Drizzt exists. Drizzt is one example out of fucking God knows how many. Yeah. And it, let's not forget elves that murder fuck gods into existence. I also was a thing when it comes down to the Eldar, but yeah. like here, here, here is the other thing. Yes, you can argue for the fact that having just evil people for evil, uh, just so that way you can have people to kill, is bad game design. Which, to a certain extent, I could see that. If they're just doing mustache twirling dumbass business, then yeah, that's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to a lot of these races that he's talking about, like orcs their entire culture and religion is based off of constantly ha- waging war. They're constantly fighting. They're always making sure that they that they show the world that they are the strongest as such, the, the survival of the fittest. Yeah. They are the ones that should be taking over. So, and it's re- so it's really about not so much that they are evil, but why? they're evil that's really the the whole point of what you've been getting at yeah and i hate it whenever people just immediately start putting onto this like oh because this specific race represents a specific culture yada 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 and all that sort of stuff 
that that's that's true for literally everything. Are you talking about how like like Varg Vikernes thinks that the um the elves represent the Jews in in Tolkien's fiction? I mean, I think they do, but at the same time, it's just along the lines of a lot of these fictional creatures are based off of other cultures. Mm-hmm. Like you, 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 you could have the same fucking thing for Romans, the Byzantines, the Persians, anything like that. And uh, New, like newsflash, most yeah. medieval culture was made up of a lot of assholes. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a violent time. It and was by- a very violent time. By the way, uh, Mad Scientist, thank you for the comments so far here. Uh, he, they say, Aesop started this. All animals of one species have the same character. For example, foxes are sly, wolves are evil. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like that's a that's a huge uh, tradition that's been happening in storytelling. So, it, yeah, like go ahead. It's, it's 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 ingrained in our culture from now on to always have these sorts of things. Trying to argue against it is a lot like saying like. Oh, you think, I mean, like, I don't know. For me, it just feels like you're trying to say, oh, you should immediately stop thinking all of these things because it's a wrong thing or whatever the hell he's trying to say. Yeah. Like, no. You are attempting to tell us that we shouldn't have evil people in our games because it's a it's bad game design. Tell that to every D&D GM in existence tell that to any rpg dm in existence and they're going to look at you and say haha no (laughs) and it's just i i hate it when people try to bring this up because Mm -hmm. you know what that means the people that actually do the the people who actually do enjoy the fact that these orcs are like evil they like it like that it's just super cool like for instance every single time that i create like a monstrous creature for a player character uh i remember when i made a drow who specked heavily into illusion so that way he could move around the world and do plots and schemes sort of and stuff like that no one knew what exactly he was because he always looked like a regular elf he just changed his skin color i made an orcish barbarian whose sole purpose was to unify the orcish races to kill everyone else because mm-hmm. he believed that the orcs were on the way up and everyone else was on the way down. I made a goblin who has a very extensive family and that's why he was able to have so many family members die on him because he wanted the best stuff. I made a, go- I made a goblin gunslinger who every single time he shot his aquabus, he would go say hello to my little friend, fire his aquabus, and he'd go flying 30 feet backwards mm-hmm. for no reason. And he would just... It, 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 it. And I think what he's trying to say... I, I think what he is trying to say, but he wards it really poorly, is that don't have evil creatures in your game for the sake of having evil creatures. If he worded it if he worded it a little if he worded it a hell of a lot differently in all honesty and if he just brought up the fact that in 40k it's so outlandish and wild and there's so much lore that he couldn't get into in the video 
he could have used 40k as a perfect example of how to introduce evil races yeah I, I think if he, he downputs it yeah if if he were to to come uh to come with this point at us and and, uh, and try to say that we should be looking into why a race is evil like that wouldn't be a big that would even we wouldn't even be talking about this kind of video um no. but yeah it's um it's almost a a bit of a childlike way of um of thinking about this uh let's go ahead and watch the rest of this yeah well it's gonna get a little loud because it's the intro the outro video is about to oh, hit yeah. i think the anchor is about to hit so extra dimensional horrors or even isekai protagonists pop out of a portal they'll offer us humans the same courtesy i'd call that a win-win Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you kind of you, you, you kind of see where everyone's starting to fucking cringe, and it's 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 turning into uh, like I really don't fucking like it whenever whenever stuff like that pops up, because what exactly happens is that it downtrods a lot of these other, a lot of these other DMs that are just trying to put enemies into the game. Like, yes, he's trying to say, give it a little bit more forethought when it comes down to evil races, but the way it sounds is that it's so condescending. Also, he doesn't really, like, make good points. If he would have just said, make sure that the audience knows why the orcs are evil, that would have made a lot more sense. If we would have known why the drow were evil, that would have made a lot more sense. If we would have yep. known why the orcs are evil, that would have made a lot more sense. If we would have known why humans are evil in your setting, that would have made a hell of a lot more sense. But he doesn't do that. He only says that, no, it, like, just bad bad creatures or bad game design. And he doesn't go into the reasons why. He just says that bad decisions are make, make bad people. Like, no he completely misses the point as to why people like having evil races in the game we want to figure we want to know why they're evil sure but at the same time i'm not going to be asking those questions when they're raiding a village or they're killing someone i'm going to go in there and beat the shit out of them yeah because that's the right thing to do the evil thing to do is to immediately stop and say, like, oh, man, like, I I should probably ask them why they're doing this. And then I get an axe to my face. Like, <laughs> well, there's your answer. Yeah, they're doing it because they can. And that's, we, 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 we've seen multiple times that that is exactly what is happening. Like for all of these RPGs. Witcher, the Wild Hunt. Why are why why do they do the things that they do? Mm -hmm. Like there you go. Orcs again. Why did they do the things that they do? Oh, they're god. Okay. Oh, they're culture. Okay. I mean, maybe maybe slimes are just um, really simplistic in how they think and and are more um, instinctive than than calculated. Yeah. Or maybe. Maybe the Elder Tour that's doing this is doing it because who's going to stop him? Yeah. No one. Why Why does Cthulhu... I mean, and I think Dr. Mitchard said it before when he was saying, like, like these Eldritch Tours aren't 
evil they just don't notice us because we are so fucking insignificant like you don't notice that you stepped on an ant if you weren't looking for the ant yeah that's it that's a really great uh example actually uh the lovecraftian horrors the ones that uh are, are so um the ones that make us so insignificant to everything that they are and that they do that that they have no reason to care for our existence yeah and it, it just always pops up like everyone keeps forgetting that every single time that you try and talk about evil creatures in a setting they keep forgetting that there is lore as to why they're evil mm -hmm. they keep forgetting as to why they are like the way that we are like the way that they are and it's not because evil 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 just whatever they always have a reason for it they were created to be like this uh another thing the fucking uh what is it i think the flood would be another example for this they just exist to consume the covenant yep. they literally believe that anyone that isn't a part of their religion is obviously evil i mean master chief's uh master chief's nickname within the covenant is the demon yeah Maybe we're all evil. Who fucking knows. I mean, I got a mustache. I can twirl it sometimes. <laughs> Get some wax for your mustache. Yeah, for like the fucking micro inch of mustache that I have going on. Mm -hmm. But it's just... If you want an actual good take on why those are things, give the creatures a reason as to why they're doing this give us lore reasons as to why they're doing this i don't care that i'm i don't i don't really care about the fact that all of a sudden like oh the orcs are invading the game has already made it blatantly obvious that this is what they do yep and sometimes people don't need reasons to do evil things they just do it batman uh batman said it the be uh fucking uh Alfred said it the best. Some men just want to work, watch the world burn. Yeah. All right, Steph, do you have any uh, final notes about this before we wrap up the, the episode? Before you get into 40K in any sort of discussion, make sure you know what you're talking about because all of a sudden, the entirety of the 40K fandom will come crashing on your heads. Yeah, it's hard to shitpost because everyone's going to be correcting you about that shitpost. Yes. Be careful. <laughs> Dirk had found that out the hard way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, guys, thank you very much for for watching the episode here, and uh, follow us on on uh, Facebook. But also help us with getting the subscriptions up. If we can reach one thousand subscribers, then that's going to allow us to do much more with the YouTube channel, from making community posts to maybe someday monetizing the videos that we do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. If you can get it up to 100 subscribers, I would be a happy boy and actually make a video for the channel. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Until, until next time, fall damage. Okay. There we go then.